right, welcome back into the Ref Radio Network with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Uh, producer slash director David Ash running everything, too. Uh, already immediate calls for David to get in on the show sooner. Stephen writes, let's get David on the mic now. He can run the board. He can be on the mic. It's a good point. <laughs> it's kind of like the Brent Venables theory, Josh Helmer. Freshmen, if they're going to, hey, you're here, you're going to talk. You don't get any That's time right. to ramp up. You know? Different coaches have different philosophies, right? Kevin Sumlin didn't let freshmen talk. Lincoln Riley didn't let freshmen talk. Brent Venables is different. I feel like we have that same philosophy here on the ref, at least on uh, Josh and Plank, right? That's funny, man. Get him on the air. Like, come on. Noobs, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right, you ready? Um, let's um, see <laughs> the top five stories of the day. By the way, top five stories today is always brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Here we go. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Oh, yes. Newcastle Casino. I-44, exit 107. A happy hour every single day. Monday through, I guess I should be clear. Monday through Friday for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. Best reels in the metro. 14 table games, blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat, newcastlecasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. (laughs) Sooner Gary um, kind of kicks off big story number five with a very funny text who writes, can we talk about Parker making fun of Deion Sanders yesterday for promoting fighting and then getting in his own Twitter beef a few hours later? (laughs) Okay. Josh. That's pretty funny. But big story number five is not the Twitter beef between uh, my, my lifelong friend, Carrie Murdoch, and one of my favorite people on the planet, Parker Thune. That's not what this is about. Though I'm pretty sure, Josh, we could do about a whole show on it if we wanted, oh, right? Are you kidding me? This is what people want to talk about today. But uh, I don't. we're just not I, in the business, I don't think, of no, spending no, no. three Here's hours why. talking about it. Here's why. I'm not comfortable when mom and dad fight. Okay, I'm not comfortable when two of my friends fight. It's like, whoa, 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 hold up here. Hold up here. Calm down. Calm down. Everybody just, I've, I've got to find that Bill Snyder cut. Everybody just calm down. Everybody just calm down. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Kerry Murdoch is one of the ultimate let's talk it out kind of guys. Parker might throw hands. No, I'm just kidding. But, no, I bring it up because I missed this story yesterday. In kind of a college football roundup here at Big Story number 5, Deion Sanders yesterday scolded his players for not jumping in while a fight was taking place. The Colorado coach berated some of his players, not for fighting, but for not fighting. There was, a, I guess, a back and forth after a touchdown run by Anthony Hankerson. In a goal line drill where a safety, Jalen uh, Milner Jones, grabbed the running back by his jersey and tossed him around. And then everybody got in on the fight, and the next thing you know, apparently not enough people did. I've seen two of you walking off over there, and you've got a key teammate fighting. Where do they do that at? Where do they do that at? If one fights, we all fight. You understand that? 
I don't want to see you all walking off when somebody's fighting never again. And because Josh Helmer, Deion Sanders is basically being taped doing everything that he's doing right now, then we have video of it. So he's really trying to set a tone there, isn't he? You fight with your boys, baby. You don't leave anybody to a bar fight. Even if you're not fit for the fight, you get in there. If one fights, we all fight. Coach, what if what if we are, like, on the same team? Are we all supposed to fight each other? I feel like I'm a Colorado Buffalo player. I got two of my favorite people fighting right now. What am I supposed to do? Jump in and start punching both? Interesting. Also, we should add, from the college football world, Nick Saban doesn't seem any closer to naming a starting quarterback. In fact, many, and I do mean many, Josh, are projecting that they feel like Saban will not make an announcement until after the Texas game. Or, excuse me, going into the Texas game. And... I don't have anything else practice-related. We're going to talk about Sooner stuff coming up, big story number two. But I'm also, I don't know where to go with the Northwestern story. I kind of wish there's a part of me that wishes it would move on to that cold case file where we kind of forget that it's going on and we move on from there. But that doesn't seem to be the case. There seems to be something that pops up just about every other day on this story and now more than a thousand former northwestern athletes have sent a letter condemning hazing in any form while also defending the culture they say is not represented or defined by the allegations that surfaced this summer the letter is signed by 277 football players four managers and several other athletes are we are we just getting started with this story or is it going away what do you think? Just getting started? I feel like every single time it's just getting started. All right, every time I feel like it's going away, something else happens. That's and a, I feel like this has been sign. covered pretty extensively too, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely has. All right. Big story number four. Number four. So are you running this, or are you counting on David to run this right now? Oh, I'm running. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, that's pretty impressive. It was a good night in Major League Baseball last night. In fact, you had a very dramatic finish between the suddenly uh, resurgent and upstart Chicago Cubs were in their subway. Wait, subway series? I don't know what the nickname is between the White Sox and the Cubs. They don't play that often. But you had an incredible finish. And the one-two, swinging a drive toward right center. Back goes Robert. Back near the stands. That ball is gone. A game-winning home run for Chris Morrell. Can you believe it? Listen to this crowd. Cubs win the ball game. A dramatic home run by Christopher Morrell. He has taken his shirt off. <laughs> he did. He, he ripped his helmet off, and then he ripped his shirt off. The Crosstown Classic. The I apologize. Windy City Showdown. Boy, some of these names. The North-South Showdown. I don't know if that's one I would use. Uh, the yeah, City Series. The Crosstown Cup. Anyway, the Cubs win last night. 
Josh Helmer, I feel like I'm kind of buying a little Chicago Cubs talk right now. I feel like I'm buying a little Chicago Cubs stock, if you will. Heating up? Looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. If you're keeping tabs on the wild card chase right now, the Cubs are in. Uh, in fact, I think they're tied for the last spot. There's a three-way tie, essentially, for the final wild card spot between the Cubs, the Marlins, and Toby Rowland's Cincinnati Reds. Mm. Uh, I can report that the Royals are only 28 games back of the American League wild card. That's is this right. Why you, this is why you have no interest for my baseball talk, isn't it? <laughs> it's taking a little bit of the excitement away for me. But, uh, yeah, there's uh, – I mean, AL East is going to be an interesting – Pennant chase, who knows, right? Still time for the Guardians to make things interesting in the Central. The West should be good. And then, uh, obviously, yeah, the NL Central is uh, easily the best uh, in the National League. Speaking of the American League. There's a high fly ball, left center field, struck pretty well. Tavares back at the wall and is gone. Shohei Otani has reached number 42, and the hair flies around the bases with Shohei as he gives the Angels a 1-0 lead. So Shohei Otani hits number 42. That's tops in the American League, second overall. Matt Olson leads the league, our league's baseball with 43 home runs i only bring up the angels score because they took a no hitter into the eighth inning last night still hold on well i say hold on still end up winning the game over the rangers by a final score of two zip kudos out to let's see who was their crew uh, lopez estevez and then seven and a third from reed detmers uh, i will spare you the dodgers highlight but the dodgers have now won 10 straight games let's go Big story number three. Number three. Some news this morning. Some news this morning involving the Miami Dolphins. It looks as if they might have a major issue on the offensive line because Taron Armstead, their starting left tackle, has been carted off in practice. Now, let's remember... We've seen players in the past get carted off and things are going to be okay. This seems to be a little bit problematic. Um, Armstead had his knee scoped in June. Just recently started working back in 11-on-11 drills. Miami, by the way, struggled in the four games he missed in 2022. And now Armstead is injured Again, after Josh saying he was working through injuries. Not good. Not good at all. If if only the Dolphins had committed some resources to depth on the offensive line instead of signing every single high-priced star player out there, if only. <laughs> um, the Jamison Williams stuff, it's interesting. They're going to keep him out the rest of the preseason, according to Dan Campbell. Uh, he was a little dinged up. Now, remember, he's going to miss a handful of games this season, but he was getting a ton of reps during the preseason game last week against the New York Giants. He had seven catches during that game. But they're going to hold him out for the rest of the preseason. Uh, probably a good call. Now, remember, again, he's got to serve a suspension to start the 2023 year. And then I've got all kinds of camp audio. Bill Belichick talking about 
bringing in Ezekiel Elliott. Spent time with him the last uh, you know, last night and on the trip to you know, terminology and plays and protections, things like that. We'll work him in there when when he's ready. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Josh, but I you know we touched on it yesterday. I feel like there's been a lot of buzz for this being such a late running back signing. Yeah, it sounds like Belichick's uh, pretty high on him, and obviously, uh, you know, they probably would like to, to bolster that running back depth. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I don't think New England's going to be all that great, though. You, you know, that's a nice little pickup, but uh, I think they're the worst team in that division. They're not good. They're not good. Meanwhile, um, I, and, and by the way, when I say they're not good, they still have Belichick. They still, you know, are trying to learn what they have in Mac Jones. But when everyone's losing their mind about Ezekiel Elliott signing and the difference it's going to make, that's not usually a sign to me that a, a running back signing in August is your big move. That's problematic. Uh, real quick, Michael Lombardi on Trey Lance. As you go down this road with Lance, it just becomes harder and harder and harder. And you could show all the clips of him moving and all that stuff. At the end of the day, when his mama lifted him from the crib – he just didn't have that quarterback instinct. He is not going to be the backup quarterback. I don't know what they're going to do with him. The San Francisco 49ers. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, held up as beacons for building teams and putting together incredible rosters. Josh, are they going to have to bail on the number three pick in the NFL draft? after just, what, three seasons with as many resources as they've put into him, as much as they had to deal to move up and get him, are they going to have to bail this quickly? Probably, right? I mean, it just seems like if it was going to happen for Trey Lance, it would have happened by now. The Dolphins sent the third overall pick in exchange for San Francisco's 12th pick in 2021, a third-round compensatory pick that same year, and the first-round pick of the Niners in both 22 and 23. That's a lot to give up from a for a guy that's now what we're already riding off. You got to at least give him a chance, right? Yeah, I mean, when you think about the assets, sure. All right. One other unless, a, unless you're just convinced that it ain't gonna it ain't gonna work. What did you think of this two a moment from practice yesterday? I, I can give you guys a play and then if you guys wanna repeat it after me, as if you guys were in the huddle, you guys can. All right. Should I go once or twice saying it? Once. Once? All right, we got North Right Clamp, South Fox, H top pass thirty eight, top gumby XP sweat. Let's go. Anyone? <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds like a pre-snap penalty to me. Oh, my gosh. All right, what would you think, Josh? Did you get it? No, pre, pre-snap, pre north-south. I got it. No. As if you guys were in the huddle, right. you guys can. All right, should I go once or twice saying it? Once. Once? All right, we got north-right clamp, south fox, H-top pass, 38-top gumby XP sweat. Let's go. Anyone? I got north, north-south clamp fox, 21-something. <laughs> Gumbo. Gumbo was in that thing, too. All right, let's get to big story number two. Number two. Man, so much good stuff from Oklahoma Sooner practice. We we had Isaiah Coe. We listened to him a little bit earlier talking about the improvement that he's seen in the bodies inside that uh, 
I, I guess you would say, defensive tackle room, that interior defensive lineman room. Uh, here's a little bit more of Isaiah Coe and kind of how he's felt about the overall progression of the defense. I want to be out on the field for every snap, but is there a reality that some have to accept that more guys is going to be good for everybody in the long run for that group? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, no one, no one wants to go in the season like we did where we only had five or six guys. You know, people went down. You know, I went down Iowa State and uh, Texas Tech, so we only have four DTs. You can't play a game with four DTs, excuse me. So death is always good, no matter what anybody says, you know, just having these, and most of you guys are experienced, honestly, so they know football. It's not like this is their first time ever playing. So, you know, we got some freshmen, you know, bringing them up. But most of the guys we brought in, you know, experience, they played football and they played at the higher level too. So just bringing them up to where we acknowledge wise in this defense, but, you know, they can always help us. Death is always good for the, for the program. Is it a nice blend? I obviously did a terrible job in editing that highlight. But the question was more specific. Hey, having that depth on the defensive tackle side, how does that help the overall defense and guys that are wanting to be out there more? What's been this constant theme, Josh, from OU football practices, right? Competitive depth. Competitive depth, and that interior of the defensive line is looking pretty, pretty good, right? Isn't that what? Not, not a Gerald McCoy, not a Dusty, not a Tommy Harris. Pick your favorite defensive tackle and throw him in there. But a group of guys that really seem to be playing well together. Solid, right? You know, if not totally star laden or star driven, uh, if they could just be solid and mm-hmm. and some. Uh, girth to move on this earth right uh if i could steal from mr todd bates all right which gets us to big story number one number one number one number one you might say gents oh your football's been big story number one consistently what gives y'all realize tonight it starts tonight it's underway Tonight is the first sporting event of the 2023-2024 college sports calendar season for OU Athletics. And it begins with the OU soccer team taking on Tulsa in Matt Mott's debut. The start is at 7 o'clock. In fact, we asked Matt Mott what fans can expect whenever they come out to watch this team in 2023 and obviously in that, the importance of a great crowd out of John Crane Field. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, soccer is, is, is really a, a big part of the, the state. I mean, the, the amount of clubs that are involved, you know, um, the youth clubs that are in, in and around, even in Norman, is huge, right? And we have a great, there's great clubs in Oklahoma City and Tulsa and, and all over the state. So we want to make this a really um, fun place to come, a rocking place. But I agree, the... Home field advantage is, is really huge. We've got the drum line coming out for every single game um, that we we brought, which is going to be great. And, uh, you know, we, we want a big crowd. But I also think it's my responsibility that as a team we put a, a, a product out there that they want to come see and, and want to come back and, and cheer for. And everything I've seen so far about Oklahoma and Sooner Nation is they support the teams. And so we're excited to kind of kick off the season, um, the sports season here, and, uh, and hopefully put a good product they want to come back and watch us each game. Tonight, 7 o'clock, should be fun. Oklahoma and Tulsa. 
I, I know that Coach Mott told us they're really working on the defensive side of things. But they, they're kind of struggling on the goal-scoring side of things against Nebraska, too. So let's see if they can get it right tonight. I'm pumped for it. Oklahoma and Tulsa, 7 o'clock this evening, start of the match. By the way, before we break, Josh, I don't know if you have it in front of you, uh, I was watching highlights on krefsports.tv, and I noticed, did I see Josh Helmer in a tie? <laughs> yeah, I, I try to dress uh, nicely for our sure. coaches' shows. What do we have going on tonight on the high school side of things on krefsports.tv? Get out and support, be in person for OU and Tulsa soccer tonight, 7 o'clock start at John Crane Field. Uh, also online, krefsports.tv, high school-wise, we've got? Well, we've got a busy slate, and if you give me two seconds, I can ah, my bad. I can cue this up for you and tell you. How about uh, a little Norman North, Westmore softball, Deer Creek at UConn softball, a couple of volleyball dates as well. Southmore at Edmond Memorial and Deer Creek at UConn. 6 o'clock for volleyball, 6.30. First pitch for softball, krefsports.tv. krefsports.tv. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll hit the best of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, which has been all about, all about Kelly Maxwell and Kenny Gajewski's comments. That's next on The Wrap. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show with Cavens. As we are every Thursday, cavensgroup.com, 800-594-4437. Emergency services, including mold removal, emergency water extraction, and structural drying. Testing as well. 800-594-4437 or online at cavensgroup.com. I feel good about the show today, Josh. I feel like we've given some characters today. Good. Had a few, had a few scary moments. How about you? You've actually been running the show. You have the true gauge on this. How have you felt about today's I feel freaking tremendous about today. It's been great. Um, (laughs) I'm still, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I still am having some issues with my 30th class reunion coming up. I'm working through it. But it's one of those where, like, I still can't believe that it's been, I can't believe it's been 20 years since the 90s. That's something that still just utterly blows me away. It's actually been uh, almost 24 years. Since That's the true. 90s. It's almost been it's been a quarter of a century since the 90s. I mean, everything in the 90s. I'm like, yeah, it was just in the in the 90s, right? Right. It is a little freaky. So we bumped in with Smashing Pumpkins here, right? right. I was reading a YouTube comment the other day. Follow me on this. this is sort of stupid. Go ahead. But they have a I'm song called 1979. All right. And. Uh, <laughs> It was released in, like, 95 or something, right? So mm-hmm. that's, you know, 16 years ago, this or that. So 16 years ago, just uh, for those keeping track, that's 2007, which, of course, is a, a freaky thing in today's sense. Gosh. 16 years ago to me feels like it should be, like, 1998. Like, not like 16 years ago, like, 98. Nope. Yeah, it's 16 years ago. You mean 36, sir. <laughs> oh. To the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. From the 405. The funniest part of Dion playing tough guy is that he always ran from contact as a football player. He was anything but a tough guy. Uh, no cap. See, look how hip I am. No cap. No lies detected. I mean, it's it's true. What's the only time you ever saw Dion Sanders kind of fight whenever he he slapped Andre Risen in the helmet and then everyone came to pull him away before Andre Risen nearly broke him in half? Andre Risen still with us? I, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't want to say I don't want to say yes when I don't know. Andre Risen alive. Andre Risen's famous girlfriend, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, R.I.P. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, from the 405 again, that clip of the play call is no more confusing than a sixth grade quarterback with an oversized mouthpiece trying to say Romeo 22 on two break. <laughs> Romeo 22 with a mouthpiece in. Uh, this is off topic, writes the 715. But can we talk about how many Oklahoma State Cowboys are flipping to OU? Football players flipping, softball players flipping, and now the number four ranked 120-pounder, Barrick Jones, flips from Oklahoma State to OU? You brought it up. Trace Ford, Kelly Maxwell, Barrick Jones look pretty good. This one's for you, Josh, from Scary Gary. Okay. Will you all touch on Creed Humphrey not making the top 100 list for a minute? Best center in the league, hands down. Your thoughts? Yeah, he's great. I mean, obviously, all pro guy. These types of lists, he was voted on, I believe, by players, right? Yep. And a lot of times, players aren't voting for non-skill positions, right? It's not. I mean, offensive line is not a glamour position. And Creed's not an older guy. So players probably, generally speaking, not voting for Creed, right? But, uh, I mean, look, he's probably one of the – he's a pro bowler, so he probably is one of the top 100 guys in the NFL, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. Now, here's one other thing about the, the top 100 list. I know there are people that get really bent out of shape about the top 100 list. I mean, they are mad whenever things – whenever a player they think is a star doesn't get ranked higher on that list, that is – Full on, I'm going to show you all how mad I am online. I don't know why, Josh. It's never really been a triggering or a concerning thing for me. It's like an off-season time filler. You know, I I don't really know if it's some sort of badge of honor, but maybe it is for some players. And I don't even know how many real how many players really take the time to sit down and truly put their deepest thoughts into it about, all right, who is going to be – you know, number 90, or who's going to be number 50? I don't I don't know how much hard work goes into it. But Creed belongs on that list. Creed, Creed absolutely belongs on that list. Yeah, right? that's that's got to be horrible. How do they put that together? <laughs> do they say rank your top 100 guys? That's essentially my understanding. <laughs> rank your top 100 guys and go. I l- Let me explain to you. I hate power ranking the Big Tits. I can't even imagine trying to do the, the top 100 players in the National Football League. That just sounds like uh, pulling teeth. Top 100, man. It's a lot of players. You get through about 25 and you're like, whatever, just start throwing names in. You know, I reach this point where every so often I'll, 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 I'll give you a great example. I was doing a list with the preview for – uh, for Boyd Street, right? And I got about halfway through the list, and I'm like, what am I doing here? What, what, what is this even here? Stop. <laughs> A list? Get out of here. So I can't even imagine what it's like for these players that do it. Uh, Brad in Bartlesville, speaking of off-subject, guys, your alma mater did, gr- uh, did great. He said did good. I think that's proper English, Brad. Did good by hosting Alice Cooper, Motley Crue, and Def Leppard at Chapman Stadium last night. First time ever. Great venue. The uh, picture you sent in looked looked pretty awesome. 
Alice Cooper, Motley Crue, and Def Leppard were at Chapman Stadium last night? Oh, man. I have no idea. Have they? Is this another one of those things that I'm going to find out they've been advertising on the station and I just haven't heard the commercials? <laughs> Probably. Let me ask you this. Have you seen Motley Lou live? I have seen uh, Def Leppard live. I've never seen Motley Crue live. Or Motley Lou. Or Motley Lou. Was it everyone with Motley Crue? Or is this like a Motley Crue and they come out and it's a completely different group? I mean, is it still, I mean, is Tommy Lee playing the drums? Is Vince Neil singing? Is Nikki Six on the bass? I can Mick Mars still even tour? Or is it is it a Motley Crue? And ladies and gentlemen, here singing for Vince Neil is his younger brother. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell you who I would go see in a heartbeat, dude. That's Alice Cooper. Huh, I'm mad that I missed that. I would have gone. I absolutely, uh, absolutely would have gone. I feel like you missed the hot tub time machine reference, by the way. Oh, did he call? Oh, Motley Lou. I did. I did. I did. Because Lugal, right? Whenever he went back in time, he created Google and it was Lugal. I missed it. Thankfully, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet did not. <gasps> Mick Mars is the only OG member not in the band. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's cool. That's pretty good this this far down the road. Mick Mars, I mean, he's got to be at least, what, 75 now? Hold on, let me look here. Mick Mars. 72. Now, does that make sense? Well, that's awesome. I hate that I missed it. That is a big-time concert. And, yes, Josh, I'm kicking myself for not catching the Motley Lou reference. It's like, Motley Lou, what the heck is he talking about? I know. It's... It's all good. I, I tried to twice, too, so it was uh, like that obnoxious Artie Lang bit where it's like, dude, we got the joke. It just wasn't funny. <laughs> Do you know who's the best at calling themselves on that is Jimmy Norton? He's like, okay, great. The joke bombed the first time. Here comes my second <laughs> attempt at it. <laughs> that is great. Good job, Tubby. That's what he always says. <laughs> all right, uh, we got a break. We got a break. Um, there is so much good, so much good on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. And who would have thought Brad and Bartlesville bringing up the Motley Crew? concert last night would bring as much to us today as it has all right quick break we're coming back with uh, some more of your text but on the text topic of the day josh helmer what became the biggest topic on the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line today kenny gayeski kenny gayeski we'll pay off the t's next on the ref <laughs> sorry sorry lloyd from el reno Mick Mars is not the guitar player of Motley Crue anymore. John Five is. What? I mean, that's all caps, too. Lloyd from El Reno is mad at me. I, uh, I apologize, yeah. I apologize. One quick non... Yeah, I didn't know Motley Crue and Alice Cooper, Def Leppard were playing last night in Tulsa. I don't know how I missed that. Wednesday nights are pretty important to me, so I don't know if I'd, I'd go, but man... To see, to see Josh Elmer, 
Alice Cooper in concert. That might be worth it. Was there anyone whenever you were a kid as a singer? Well, see, for wrestlers, I was very afraid that the missing link or Mr. Kabuki was going to find me whenever I was a little kid. My dad also had me scared to death of Kamala and Abdullah the Butcher. But was there anyone that scared you? Like, I was scared of Alice Cooper and Kiss. I was pretty sure that they were going to come and kill me at some point. But was there anyone that held that same fear for you? Oh, like Rob Zombie. Right. Yeah. And what's funny is, you know, you get older, it's like kind of like Rob Zombie. But uh, just in general, the the movies and uh, the, the music, yeah, it's just different cat, right? Different, yeah. different sort of uh, artistic nature there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Scared to death. Scared to death. Anyway, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Home Sooner Fans. Um, do you want to just dive into all this Kenny G stuff now since it's all over? Yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's do just that. Now, for those who might be wondering what was missed or what, what we're talking about, yesterday... Uh, it was reported, and I'm only assuming that this was what Josh during an event somewhere uh, with Oklahoma fans or Oklahoma State fans, excuse me. Boy, that would have been something. So, and then I told her, but he said, "Quote." Oh, hold on. Where did they go? It was a night with OSU with uh, Oklahoma State fans in OKC. So, my only disappointment. Yeah, my only disappointment, sorry, you're right. I, I had it right here in front of me, and I'm just dumb, I guess. My only disappointment for Kelly is that she went to OU because now she's lost everything here that she's ever done. And as long as I'm here, it'll be hard for her to come back here. That's just the way it is. Now, Gajewski did point out, hey, we've benefited from the portal as well, which is a Captain Obvious thing. And even went as far as saying, if you don't want to go here, go away. I don't want you here if you don't want to be here and wear this logo and represent my school. That's fine. He's been pretty open about that. That's my Vince McMahon theory. But to say, Josh, hey, you're you're not going to be welcome back here as long as I'm here. That's pretty cold-blooded, right? No doubt. Yeah, and I just... You know, to me, again, people are making the Kevin Durant comparison and the fan base. This is – fans can feel however fans want to feel. This is Sam Presti coming out and blasting Kevin Durant. This is a head coach blasting someone that that uh, put it all on the line for you for a number of years. So it just doesn't look good when it's a head coach doing it. You know, a fellow player, a fellow teammate, honestly, that's a different level for me. Fans, totally different. The coach, not good. Not good. For the 918, it's fine for the coach to be mad after she left. However, it's not okay for him to be like, oh, she's not welcome here after she gave them her blood, sweat, and tears for four years and earned her degree. In the 580, Gajewski is complete garbage for his statements, not welcome back in Stillwater. Maxwell is probably okay with that. I don't know if she is. I, I'm pretty sure that it probably hurts a little bit to hear that. From the 712, this is this is Iowa checking in, Josh. Look, HawkeyesWire.com, bringing people to the Plank Show. Let's go. Or it's Sioux City Sooner who absolutely hates the Hawkeyes. 
Oh, man, maybe that's fair, too. If you don't think for a second Patty's heart wasn't broken when Jordy left, you're foolish. Nothing but professionalism from her. Be better, Kenny. Uh, let's see. Where is this? Is the Jesse G brings up a good point, and this is one you and I have talked about a little bit on this program. Good point, guys. In that Kenny was talking to an OSU crowd and fed them what they wanted to hear. Probably felt good about it in the moment because of the feedback he was getting. Hopefully, he clarifies this and acknowledges contributions to the program because Kelly Maxwell deserves it. Um, few others. We got time for. Kenny G needs to stick to the saxophone and forget the softball gig. Now, that's funny. That is funny. It's not a hot take. It's just hilarious. Um, is that a comment on appearance? No, no. That's. I just think that's because Kenny G is a saxophone player, and we always call him Kenny G. Uh, Scary Gary. Hey, at least she didn't lie to him and string him along about missing home and then transfer halfway across the country like some former football players. See, it always comes back to football for some of you. And then Tommy writes to put a wrap on this. Just joining in, Kelly Maxwell's a grad transfer, correct? Kenny Gajewski's comments are no different than the Michigan's retired head coach's comments about Straco. They completed their jobs at their respective schools and moved on. By the way, as we've seen with Alex and earning a national title this past season, it was worth it. They're grad transfers, Josh. They've given you four years. This isn't someone who gave it two years or a year and said, I'm done. And, bro, Kenny Gajewski, whom I have no problem with, ransacked the Kansas program. Ransacked. Took away their two best players. And now he's going to act offended that someone came to OU? Come on, man. Well, it's not even the the going to OU part that, you know, is it's the – excommunication part like you're not you're not a part of this anymore as long as i'm here and no thank you for you know the contributions that you gave to the program that has positioned me in this program in a successful place that's the part that look it's like i said earlier if you said she'll always be welcome here we really appreciated everything you did one of the greatest cowgirls of all time i just wish you'd gone anywhere else then it's great no big deal but anywhere it's, else, you know, it's the, the going to OU part. OK, that part I get. It's it's been a dynastic run. It stinks. It says an Oklahoma State fan, it's your top rival. All of that makes sense. It's the not appreciating someone that put their blood, sweat and tears on the line for you. You're as not the welcome head back here. Big Rich, she helped his career. It's a great point. Um, Brooke. Take the high road in public. Feel how you won private. I like it. And then there's this from the 405. This is the last weekend without college football. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Quick break. We'll put a wrap on the show next. Final thoughts here from Cavens on a Thursday right here on The Ref. Uh, final segment for us. Steelman is here and ready to roll, as always. Thanks to the crew here at Cavens for having us out. 13 years in business, committed to the community, giving back over half a million dollars in just the last four and a half years. Their website has everything you could possibly need to know. Cavensgroup.com. Two quick tweets that we missed. This one from Brian who writes, Alice Cooper was outstanding, but apparently Nita Strauss stole the show. You missed out. And another reminder that John Five from Marilyn Manson's band is the lead guitarist, not from Motley Crue. Are you a hard rock dude or no? 
Oh, I mean, come on. Have you looked at me? Of course I'm a hard rock dude. I never was until I got older, if that makes any sense. Like, in high school, I guess I was scared. I, I thought Alice Cooper. I saw him in Nightmares, man. And then all of a sudden, Poison came out, and I was like, oh, Lisa Forstein, you're Poison. Uh, and then Cowboy Sooner writes, Dion was a real big man, too, when he threw pails of water at Tim McGraw in the clubhouse. That was in a 30 for 30 or something that I was watching recently. Like, Dion was mad about... Tim McCarver's criticism, and when they were in the locker room celebrating, he went and poured a bucket of water over McCarver's head. McCarver was mad. So a real big man. Hey, look, media. That's another media for you, Josh. Dion versus Tim McCarver. These are good for the sport, right? Yes, uh, always good. <laughs> any any squabble is uh, is exciting. You do not want to talk about that at all. That's fair. Uh, and then, you know, it's kind of wild because Travis brought this up in that concert last night. He said, it's pretty cool they played at TU. It's the biggest venue in Tulsa. <laughs> he said, I'm sure there was a hairspray cloud above Chapman, too. Now, that's unfair. We protected the ozone by getting a red, uh, getting rid of hairspray. You don't hear about ozone problems too much, do you now? That's right. We got rid of hairspray. Bottom line, Josh, we really wanted to start the show making this a program about you know, bullet points and highlights and players or, or, or storylines that have really caught our eye or stood out from camp. It really became about Kenny Gajewski's comments on Kelly Maxwell. So let's table some more of the football talk to tomorrow, which is every day here on The Ref. What's your final thoughts on it? Where do you come out on those comments that Kenny G made in front of a group of Oklahoma State fans two nights ago? I Again, generally speaking, I don't believe in walking back uh, what you said. But, you know, sometimes in life you could say something and the setting leads you to get a little overzealous. And I wonder if that happened a little bit here with Kenny Gajewski, given the setting that he was in front of, boostery type setting. And he made a mistake. He, he made a mistake in the sense that somebody poured their heart and soul out for you for multiple years to your program to position you in the program in a successful place. And I get that it sucks and it's the evil empire and on and on and it's your bitter rival, but uh, it's just not a good look. And so I hope that he walks it back a little bit and apologizes for his comments. It's uh, it's not good for Oklahoma State, and I like Kenny Gajewski. I just think he made a mistake here. I like Kenny a lot. I want to like him more, but things things like this make it hard. But Oklahoma State fans, I'm sure, eating this up, and they love it. They love it, and that's fine. But Kenny, basically, it's not a rival, but he took two players one year in at Kansas. He was like, hey, come here, and, and, and went and got him. Kind of imploded Jennifer McFalls and what she was doing at Kansas. So if you want to sit around and boo-hoo about getting hurt by the portal, you also and, and he even mentioned it, got to accept that you've used it quite a bit. I mean, quite a bit. And I don't think Oklahoma State would have gone to the World Series in the last three seasons if it wasn't for Kelly Maxwell, at least in the last two. All right, bud. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Thank you, too, for hanging out, letting us hang out. Tomorrow we're going to be out at Riverwind Casino. Good to be back, at least for me, at Riverwind. Until then, have a great rest of your Thursday. Steel Man and Thune at noon. Isn't it?